Charlie's Philly Steaks, now open at Ohio State, where Phillies are grilled to order and wings made to savor. Intense chef-inspired bold flavors, from mild to wild, like Nashville Hot and Dare You Try Angry Ghost. For a limited time, try our grand opening special. Six boneless wings, Texas toast, fries, and a drink, all for $7.99. Come and find us at 18th and High Street. Charlie's Philly Steaks, always grilling fresh. Blog Talk Radio. My name is Robert, and you're listening to That's the Movie Podcast in the Sasha Marina Show. Yay! So yeah, uh, this podcast basically just talk about movie news and what's going on and stuff in Hollywood and whatever, you know, what's what's new. Mostly it's just superhero stuff, because nobody ever talks about anything when it comes to movie news that is not related to superheroes. It's just insane. But let's start off with not superhero stuff. So Amazon has been making pilots for a while now. They they started off kind of rocky, making really crappy pilots like the Zombieland show, and then and then they made Transparent, that show starring starring Jeffrey Tram, Tramber, I think he pronounced his name, and and it got nominated for two Golden Globes and won them both for lead actor in a miniseries and best miniseries. So that's really really awesome. Uh, or what was it, Best Miniseries or, or Best New Show? I, I forget what it is. I don't remember. But they won two Golden Globes in both categories and are nominated, so that's pretty awesome. And now Amazon is going to start producing movies for theatrical release. And apparently it's going to be coming soon, like April. Like really soon. Some, so that's that's weird. But yeah, sure, why not? Because they've been doing okay with their shows, and that's pretty exciting. And now... Um, so I guess straight back into superhero news immediately, and this is actually sort of both Now You See Me and Batman related. So um, Jesse Eisenberg stars in uh, Now You See Me Too, as well as um, it plays the villain Lex Luthor in Batman vs Superman. And you know uh, this is this is kind of dumb to talk about, but whatever. For a while, people have been wondering if if you know Lex Luthor is actually going to be bald, if this version of Lex Luthor will be bald. Because in a set photo leaked from you know Batman versus Superman, it shows Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg running around with with a towel on his head. So everyone automatically assumes, hey, that means he's probably bald. But for some reason, they're trying to hide it. Maybe he looks really ridiculous, or they just want it to be shown in like the first trailer or something. I don't know. But the first set photo from Now You See Me Too shows the whole cast. You know. Um, Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, Lizzie Claplin, Dave Franco, Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, Michael Caine, and Jesse Eisenberg in the back with a buzz cut. So most it seems it seems like um, he probably had just hair growing back and everything from that. So yeah, if anybody's really excited to see Jesse Eisenberg bald, awesome. So um, I've been talking about the movie Kong, you know, Skull Island for a while, and it's getting you know it has it has quite a few quite a few awesome people attached to it. Jordan Vogt. Uh, Roberts from from King Kings of Summer, which is a movie I really did enjoy, and I also reviewed that movie, and also the uh, the screenwriter from the new Godzilla. So it's it, and as well as the screenwriter from A Flight. So it has it has it has and also has fantastic you know actors attached to it so far: Tom Hiddleston and J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton finalizing a deal you know to to appear in the, in the movie. But I was under the impression this was a prequel, but apparently it's not. And J.K. Simmons uh, elaborated on what this movie is so it's going to star it's going to take place in detroit in 1971 
part of it's going to be in Detroit, but the rest, most of it's going to be, you know, like I guess on on Skull Island and everything. So um, cool, I guess. But that was something I didn't expect. There, there's always been, you know, King Kong movies set in in like uh, in the 1930s. So what what does this mean for for a 1970s, you know, set? Is this going to still be King Kong? Is this going to be a remake? I, I really don't know exactly what this movie is. Maybe it has been elaborated somewhere, and I'm just the only one who's behind and confused. But it's just different. It seems I've never there's never been a King Kong movie set in the ni- in the 1970s. So that's pretty interesting. I guess we'll see how that turns out. But uh, yeah, this this comes like from left field for me because I had no idea that this was happening. But I guess that's cool. I'm just excited just because of the actors and pretty much just everyone who's attached to it seems like a really really great idea. Um, so yeah, now let's talk about Fantastic Four, the reboot. So for a while, every all the, the at least the very limited news that we've been getting has all been crap. Everything that's in this movie is just crap. Everything we've heard of, and we're like, wow, this is terrible. And the movie had had finished wrapping up, you know, had finished production six months ago. We didn't even see any set photos, and the ones we did see were all green screen, which kind of which kind of sucks. This kind of might make us believe that this has all been behind the scenes in a studio somewhere, probably in Fox Studios. That doesn't sound good to me at all. They're not shooting on location if it's all green screen. Sounds terrible, but I feel like this might ruin a career of a few of a few of the actors attached to this, and especially Miles Teller, who just who just you know earning some more uh, recognition with Whiplash, which by the way was great, was a great movie. But um, yeah, so apparently this movie is going to have four days of 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 reshoots, just four. And before this, it, uh, uh, the, the rumors were that that executives thought it was a mess, and they wanted and they wanted uh, some reshoots. But apparently it's four days of reshoot, and everything seems like it just felt like this was going. Everything was going bad for this movie, like it wasn't like it was screwed. But if you really want to see this movie or see what what they got going on, the trailer is going to be released alongside Kingsman: The Secret Service, February thirteenth. So that's great, but still, this this this. Let's hope it's good. I really I'm really hoping it's good, but. I kind of want them to screw it up so badly that they never make another one, and somehow the the rights just eventually get back, you know, to Marvel, because they've tried already and they've screwed up. They tried with Daredevil and they screwed that movie up. Fox Studios screwed it up, and then and then and then it just let it go, and it went back to you know Marvel, and they took it over, and that's fine, that's cool. But I'm kind of just hoping that this Fantastic Four just gets lost, like they never touch it again. Oh well. But I guess we got February 13th to look forward to. Hopefully it's not a complete mess, as it's, as rumors are suggesting. But anyways, uh, more about Fox superhero movie news. So um, apparently Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellar won't appear in X-Men Apocalypse, which makes per- complete sense because the movie's still going to take place, I think, no, it's going to take place in the 1980s, and it's going to have a younger, it's going to have younger, um, uh, what's it called, uh, like, you know, Cyclops and Jean Grey, they're all going to be much younger. They're going to be teenagers, probably. And Apocalypse is going to be played by Oscar Isaac and everything. So everyone's going to be young, younger versions of everyone, except, you know, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's still going to be looking the same. So we got that going for us. But, yeah, I guess I'll quote um, exactly what Patrick Stewart said. He said, I was learning quite a lot about it last night, and it's going to be – it's going to." 
and it is going to be looking very much at the early lives of all our characters. And so I don't think we'll be making an appearance, which is kind of sad. Maybe they'll make an appearance in some of the future movies, because we know this is going to keep going. But, uh, oh well. I mean, at least we have Michael Fassbender and um, John McAvoy to replace them, and they're just great. So there's no problems there. So now talking about Civil War, uh, there was, this, you know, this is just like an interview with uh, Captain America 3 writers, Chris McFeely, that weird, weird guy's last name. <laughs> He's from IGN. So um, this is this is where the interview is from. Um, apparently they're going to find, they're finding a way to sort of mix this, fit this Civil War storyline into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Personally, I would... I would wish it would hold off on on you know on making this because this is probably one of the best storylines in Marvel history, at least when it comes to the, the comics. So it's kind of sad that we're already going to see this and we're going to miss out a lot of the major characters and things that made it really cool, like having Luke Cage as a primary character there. That would have been great. Wolverine alongside them and Spider-Man, who was very crucial to the story as well. Kind of sucks, and not even Spider-Woman is, is going to be in it. So this, that really sucks. I really like Spider-Woman, but. What I want to talk about was that McFeely, you know, commented on the rumors about Spider-Man, you know, and uh, being Civil War and the leak stuff. And he said just two simple things. He says, um, I read that as well. More problems for me. And then he asked, which side of the war Spidey would be on? He's like, that's a great question. More problems for me. <laughs> and the reason I want to address this is because the most, there's more rumors that apparently Spider-Man will be in the Avengers. This is coming from Latino Review. Who so these guys usually turn out to be right, like more than more than you would expect. Their their um their sources are usually are usually correct, but sometimes they make they make that like this instance kind of makes me feel like really are they going to be right this time? I kind of feel like Sony is backed up against the wall with Spider Man and just really want to sell it. I think that's what they should that's what they should do because they're done. They're just done with it. They should really just stop altogether. But yeah, according to them, he's going to be um, in Avengers 3, uh, uh, Infinity War Part 1. I don't know, probably in Part 2 as well, but that seems more likely because I'm, I think, I'm thinking by, I'm hearing, you know, this has been rumors has been going on for a while, that they're going to have a new roster of, of, super, of Avengers by the, time, by the time those movies come out because, because like, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're, the contracts are ending, and if anybody's read the Civil War storyline, you know, we know what happens there, so we might be needing like you know new characters left and right, and and then you have Thor Ragnarok, which if anybody knows what that means, what Ragnarok means, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't really want to spoil it for too much people, but yeah, it doesn't look great for most for most characters in the in the universe. I mean, knowing Marvel, they're gonna if anybody were to perish, they would come back within two years or so, so there's nothing to worry about. But still. Uh, yeah, and I, that's and I see they're introducing such so many major characters that could be potentially leading a new team. You have Ant Man, you have Doctor Strange and Black Panther, and even Captain Marvel, who would be fantastic. She would be a great leader of the of the newest Avengers, most likely. That'd be great. Um, but I feel like it, if anybody were to lead it, it'd most likely have to be uh, Doctor Strange at first. And yeah, and then we're gonna see. I don't know. Maybe Daredevil will be integrated a little. Maybe, maybe not. It'd be cool. And, yeah, so uh, now moving on to probably the saddest news of the week. Um, Suicide Squad lost Tom Hardy, which is very sad. We won't be seeing Tom Hardy and Suicide Squad, and it's probably due to scheduling conflicts. 
because he's filming a movie called The Revenant with that stars him and Leonardo DiCaprio. And on top of that, he has to do like promotional stuff for Mad Max Fury Road, which that makes complete sense why he won't be able to film. But oh well, I mean, he wasn't playing Deadshot. I thought he was gonna. I thought it would have been. He would have been a great Deadshot. But I'm also really excited to see Will Smith as Deadshot. But oh well. And most likely the the actor to replace him will be um, Jake Gyllenhaal. He uh, he he worked with David Ayer before in In the Watch, so um, he seems like the next best candidate. I, that's that's what I, that's where the rumors are that he might, you know, replace him, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with that. Jake Gyllenhaal has been doing great with, especially with Nightcrawler and Prisoners and Enemy. Those were all great movies. So yeah. Now moving on to the main event, the Oscar nominations. Yay! There's um, some snubs in this in this list. I mean, there always is every year, but I think uh, I feel more angry about these than, than I usually do. So I guess we'll start off with a big one. Uh, best motion pictures. We got American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and surprisingly, Whiplash. Whiplash is a movie that was very small, and I've been waiting to see it since I heard about it at Sundance early 2014, I think it was, or or late 2013, one of those. But anyways, ever since I heard about this movie, I've been wanting to see it, because I love Miles Teller, and J.K. Simmons is great, and all I saw was a teaser about a kid playing drums, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. And when I finally did, I didn't regret it. One of the best movies I've seen all year, all last year at least. Um, and now moving on to achievement and director. Well, I, let me give my... Uh, my best, my best picture uh, winner. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Boyhood's going to take it this year because it, it's been 15 years in the making, and the Academy is, you know, suckers for that type of crap. So um, most likely, it's going to take it. And if surprisingly they don't take it, it'll probably go to Birdman. And now uh, achievement in directing, we got Birdman, um, Alejandro G. Iñárritu for uh, Birdman, obviously, and then Richard Linklater, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, uh, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher. I don't even know why he's there, but sure, why not? And uh, Wes Anderson for The Grand Budapest Hotel, or Tilden for um, uh, The Imitation Game. Definitely going to going to go down to um, the thing is this is really hard because we got both uh, the Birdman and d- director and. Boyhood director, you know, Richard Linklater and Alejandro Iñárritu, and both of them had quite some trouble. I think Linklater had a more of a difficult task directing Boyhood than Birdman's director did, but I'm not trying to discredit what he did. He did a great job in Birdman, but I feel like given the 15 years it took to make this movie, 15, 20 years, I'm not entirely sure, um, most likely Richard Linklater will take it. It only makes sense to me. And now, performance by an actor in a leading role. we got Steve Carell for Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton in Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne in The Theory, in the theory of Everything. Now, this is the, this is the first snub of, this, of, of the Oscars. We don't have freaking Jake Gyllenhaal being nominated for Nightcrawler. Jake Gyllenhaal's role in Nightcrawler is the best role he has ever done in his life. He's been he's been he's turned around a bit lately doing he's he's been McConaughey-ing his movies you know going left and right with these really good dramas that everyone's just really loved starting I think with Prisoners was the first one he did it was like ooh that was pretty good and then you got Enemy and then you have this movie Nightcrawler and there's one other one other one I'm probably missing oh yeah yeah I think this this is a movie coming up anyways yeah Nightcrawler that movie is his best movie of all time. I would have preferred if Steve Carell was not nominated, not because he did a bad job in Foxcatcher, but because it wasn't 
better than what Jake Gyllenhaal did. And I'm really happy that Steve Carell got nominated because Steve Carell is a fantastic actor, and he did a pretty good job in Foxcatcher. But if I was to replace anyone in that category, it would have to be Steve Carell for Jake Gyllenhaal because Jake Gyllenhaal did such a good job. I mean, I know, uh, given given what we have here, I feel like um, it should go to Michael Keaton, but knowing the Academy, it's going to go to Eddie Redmayne. And now, uh, a performance by an actress in a leading role. We have uh, Ma- Marion Cotillard, whatever, that chick from Inception, <laughs> for Two Days, One Night. I can never pronounce her name. Uh, Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything. She was pretty great in that movie. Julianne Moore in Still Alice. I have yet to see that movie. Rosamund Pike in um, Gone Girl, which she better freaking take it because she didn't get it at, at the Golden Globes. I don't think she got nominated. Well, yeah, I think she did. And Reese Witherspoon in Wild. It has to be Rosamund Pike for Go- Whoa, excuse me, for Gone Girl. Like, it has to be. Like, it has to be. She's such a good actress, and she's been one of those actresses that have just flown under the radar for quite a while. And I think we this is kind of deja vu for what we talked about, I think, with me and Sasha last week. But I really wish Rosamund Pike would, should, should take, you know, takes this. And I hope the Oscars, at least the Academy, is paying attention. But I feel like it might go to Julia Moore, she was, which is fine. She's a great actress. I haven't seen a movie, but I'm sure she did fine. And now we got a performance by an actor in a supporting role. we got Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood, Edward Norton in Birdman, Mark Ruffalo in Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. J.K. Simmons has to take this hands down. If you weren't to take it, it has to go to uh, you know Edward Norton. Anybody else would just be a travesty. It's between those two. The rest, forget them. <laughs> um, now performance by an actress in a supporting role. we got Pat- Patricia Arquette in uh, Boyhood. Laura Dern in Wild, Kira Knightley in The Imitation Game, Emma Stone in Birdman, and Meryl Streep in Into the Woods. Surprisingly, I don't know what who should who, who should this go to. I mean, Kira Kira Knightley did a pretty good job in The Imitation Game, but it was nothing really that special. Emma Stone's Emma Stone did a pretty memorable job in 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 Birdman, but I don't think it's it was going to be Oscar worthy. And for God's sake, if somebody gives Meryl Streep another Oscar, I will stab them. Um, it has to go to like probably Patricia Arquette or Laura Dern. I mean, most likely Patricia Arquette might take it because Boyhood, you know, good movie. But yeah, if Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep can't get another Oscar, it's getting it's just too much now. And now we got our next snub of the uh, of the of the Oscars, and it's in the animated feature category. We have Big Hero Six, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Song of the Sea, and Tell of the Princess Ka- Kaguya. Kaguya. Wow. I, I Somewhere in my head I thought I wasn't going to mess it up, but I did wind up messing up that one. <clears throat> Anyways, um, the snub here is Lego Movie. It's not here. And instead we have freaking Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Box Trolls isn't this a movie. God damn it. And you know why? Because it's from Laika. Those guys, you know, they do they do stop motion. And I guess it would have been kind of funny to to to, to replace them with the Lego movie, which did just regular animation, but they made it look like if it was stop motion. So it would have been kind of weird to 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 replace the people who actually did stop motion with a pseudo stop motion movie. But still, the Lego movie was a better movie just overall. So I don't know why it wasn't even nominated. And I still don't know why it even didn't win the Golden Globe. Like, it's the best anim- animated movie all year. Like, there's nothing better than that movie. That's it. Like, the Lego movie... What the hell? <sighs> Anyways, now achievement in cinematography. We got Birdman, Emmanuel Lubezki. Of course, he better take it. I don't know if he's going to take it two years in a row, but he should take it because he's just fantastic. 
like what they did with that movie. Oof. The Grand Budapest Hotel, Robert Yeoman, um, Ida for, oh, wow, let's see, Lucas Zhao and Rizard Lengzuiski. Wow. I would never, I would never be a good presenter. Uh, Mr. Turner, Dick Pope, or or Dick Poop, if anybody saw the... Uh, <laughs> The uh, the announcing of these of these uh, nominations and uh, Roger Deakins for Unbroken, which probably is the only nomination that movie deserves. But um, <clears throat> now achievement in costume design, we got the Grand Budapest Hotel, Milena Cananero, Inherent Vice, Mark Bridges, um, Into the Woods, Colleen Atwood, Maleficent, Anna B. Shepard, and Jane Clive, Mr. Turner, uh, Jacqueline Duran, Duran. And now best Dec- documentary. I've seen none of these documentaries, so I wouldn't possibly know. We got Citizen Four, Finding Vivian Ma- M- Meyer, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salt of the Earth, and Virunga. We got documentary. We got shorts and stuff. Yeah, we should just move on to the stuff that I think everybody will know. Now, achievement in film editing. Personally, this is another snub in this category. Um, <clears throat> here we go. We got American Sniper, uh, Boyhood. The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, and Whiplash. I think Birdman should be nominated here because no one knows where the editing was. That was the point of that movie. That was so amazing. Like, my God. Like, what the hell? American Sniper gets nominated for Best Editing, but not Birdman? I'm probably nitpicking here, but seriously. Birdman should have been nominated. That movie's editing, we didn't even know where it was. I mean, we could guess, but we never knew when the movie was edited. It was edited in such a fantastic way. <sighs> oh, well. Can't get what you want all, you know, all the time, so whatever. And now we got Achievement in, uh, in Original Score. We got The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and A Theory of Everything. Okay, personally, I am not happy that Birdman did not get nominated as well for this because that was a good, good, you know, even if even though it was just all drums, it was fantastic. But Bird, since Birdman got snubbed again for this one, I'm okay with uh, Johan Johansson taking it because I've been a fan of him since like I saw his the song he had for um, that song that movie Battle Los Angeles. The trailer music he made it for that movie, he got it for that movie, and it was. Great. The trailer, the trailer, that trailer, the music and the, tra- and the editing for that trailer was so was so much better than the movie itself, and that music really you know helped push it along. And I'm kind of happy he won the Golden Globe for this, and I'm totally okay if he takes it, uh, the Oscar here because it was amazing, like just amazing. As soon as the movie started, I was like, why is this music so good? And we have Johan Johansson. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And uh, Achievement in Original Song. The only nomination that the Lego movie got is Everything is Awesome, which is okay. They should take it. That's totally cool. And we got Glory from Selma, which was also, uh, you know, given to, um, what's it called, uh, at the Golden Globes. Uh, Grateful from uh, Beyond the Lights. Uh, I didn't see that movie. Uh, I'm not going to see it. And also... I'm not gonna miss you from Glenn Campbell. I'll be me. So cool. Lost Stars from Begin Again. Sure. Don't know any of these songs except everything is awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Everything else gets uh, a bit into, you know, um, like the smaller stuff. Let's get to the screenwriting. Yeah, that's what we need. And I guess 
I'll just say it. Achievement in visual effects. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, and X-Men Days of Future Past. I haven't seen Interstellar, but from what I saw from the trailers, that needs a nomination, Let uh, you know, just that. But Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was just great. So good. It would have surprised me if Andy Serkis was nominated for Best Lead Actor for playing, you know, Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That would have been amazing. But now we got a Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, American Sniper, Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. <clears throat> I mean, personally, Inherent Vice would take it. Why? Because apparently Paul Thomas Anderson adapted it so well that it's exactly like the book. And that's why it's so freaking confusing. Which is pretty pretty cool, pretty good to me. And now we got uh, Best Original Screenplay. We got Birdman, uh, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. I would really love Nightcrawler to take this. It was so good. But seeing as they didn't nominate Jake Gyllenhaal for, you know, best lead actor, I don't see them winning for Nightcrawler and, you know, in this in this category. I don't really have anybody who could win, but I'm I'm leaning towards more uh, you know, Boyhood or the Grand Budapest Hotel. Those are pretty good. And probably Birdman, but I really would like Nightcrawler to win. So, yeah, that sucks. But, uh, oh well, what are you going to do? So I think this is, that's pretty much it. That's that's everything um, for 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 the uh, Oscars. I mean, there's there's also, you know, there's other stuff like in sound editing, sound mixing. But then that gets pretty tedious. And nobody really wants to hear about that unless you're big on that, like I am. But that doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for uh, today. I mean, I guess we could talk about a uh, how Constantine will never get a, a second season because they ruined everything. But it doesn't matter. That's just that's I'm getting I'm talking crap here now. Yeah, I really did like Constantine. The first episode was so good. Second episode was so bad I just stopped watching it. Sad. Oh well. So yeah, um, you guys can follow me on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Facebook at the Real Robert H, and on Instagram at Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. And you guys can. Go on YouTube, look up more reviews. I have have some for the King Kingsman: The Secret Service, and I think I'm going to be reviewing um, American Sniper soon, 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 and um, also going to review. Uh, I mean, also going to make a list of best movies of 2014 because I think I was just brushing up on all the movies that I missed, and I finally saw everything. I haven't seen Interstellar yet, but I know that's probably not going to be on my best of 2014 either way. But uh, not saying anything bad about the movie, but I just I just know. My list is already done. That's it. But anyways, I got I got the whole list done, and it's going to be filming soon. So, yeah. And you guys can also go on Facebook, um, like our pages. You know, that's the movie, Nasasha Marina Show. Easy way to stay up to date with us. An even easier way is to download our app at um, BlackBerry World and Google Play. And there's also one more thing. Oh, if you have an Amazon device, like, let's say, a phone, you can download it there. Sasha Ramina Show app. Stay up to date with us with that. It kind of rhymed, didn't it? Oh, well. So, yeah, um, tune back next week, and we'll be talking about movie news again. Yay. Bye. Enjoy your day.
Charlie's Philly Steaks, now open at Ohio State, where Phillies are grilled to order and wings made to savor. Intense chef-inspired bold flavors, from mild to wild, like Nashville Hot and Dare You Try Angry Ghost. For a limited time, try our grand opening special. Six boneless wings, Texas toast, fries, and a drink, all for $7.99. Come and find us at 18th and High Street. Charlie's Philly Steaks, always grilling fresh. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.